Then to continue, to continue with this point, point number 58, حَقٌ لِأَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ بِغَيْرِ إِحَاطَةٍ وَلَا كَيْفِيَةٍ And the seeing, means seeing Allah by the people of paradise, is true. Without their encompassing him, and without us knowing how it will be. So we reach the point that Shaykh al-Fawzan, Hafizullah, he mentioned the ayahs from the Quran and the different usages of another. And he mentioned that the ahadith affirming the believer seeing Allah on the day of resurrection are mutawatir. And he mentioned the one hadith. And then he came to a point where he mentions refutation of those who deny this belief. So he said, No one denies a ru'ya. No one denies seeing Allah. Except the people of innovation. Such as the Jahmiya and the Mu'tazila. Those who negate the ru'ya. Those who negate seeing Allah. That Allah will be seen by the believers. They say, this I mean, affirming seeing Allah, this would necessitate that Allah is in a direction, in a jihah. That's what they say. They say, if you affirm that, if you affirm that the believers will see Allah, that means you're affirming that Allah is therefore in a direction. And it is their view that Allah is not in a direction. And in their view, He is not within the creation. Nor is, nor is he outside it. Nor is he above. Nor is he below. Nor is he to the right. Nor is he to the left. He is not in any direction. Uh, Sheikh has quoted here this being the belief. This is the belief of the Mu'tazila. And they actually quote it with these words in their books. They say, we, they actually say, we believe about Allah that he is not within the creation. He is not outside the creation. He's not above, he's not below. He's not to the right, he's not to the left. So then Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, and the meaning of this is that he does not exist. That's what it means. If The true meaning of that would be Allah does not exist. High and exalted is Allah above that which they say. So they deny seeing Allah because of this Futile opinion. I mean, that's what leads them to say this. Why do they deny that the believers will see Allah? Because they say, if we affirm it, it means he's in a direction. I mean, they use their intellect, they use their faulty intellect and say, if we affirm seeing the believers will see Allah, that means he must be in a direction. Whereas we believe that he is not in a direction, he's not above, he's not below, he's not inside the creation, he's not outside, he's not to the left, he's not to the right. That's what they say. As the Sheikh said, high and exalted is Allah above that which they say. So they negate that which is affirmed. Seeing Allah, they negate it just because of this futile saying of theirs. 
Then the Shaykh said, As for the Ash'aris, as for the Ash'a'ira, then when they were not able to deny the proofs from the book and the sunnah, then they affirmed the seeing. They affirmed seeing Allah. But they said, He will be seen, but not in any direction. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, and this is an amazing contradiction. Because there is nothing that is seen which is not in a direction. And therefore the Mu'tazila refuted them for this. Because it is something impossible. So the Shaykh has mentioned here two groups of deviation. First of all, the Mu'tazila, who don't find a problem with just denying texts. They use as their basis their faulty intellect, and whatever goes against it, even if even from a text, then they, they'll refuse the text. And then the second group, the Ash'aris, they're not so bold in openly denying the texts of the Book of the Sunnah. So they say, we believe that Allah will be seen, but not in a direction. So as the Shaykh said, this is contradiction. And therefore the Mu'tazila turned back to them and refuted them and said, what you're saying then is something impossible. Then the Shaykh said, whereas the Ahlul Sunnah, the people of the Sunnah, they say, He the perfect and most high, He the perfect and most high will be seen and He is in the direction of Al-Ulu, of being elevated min fawqihim and above them. Allah will be seen, He the Most High, in the direction of being elevated, being above them. So then he goes on to discuss this term, al-jiha, direction. The Shaykh said, because the term al-jiha, direction, if what is meant by it is a direction within the creation then in that sense Allah is not in any such direction because Allah is not incarnate within his creation he the perfect and most high that's the first this term that the people newly brought up direction jiha they used, used it when the people of the sunnah affirmed that Allah will be seen they said that means you're affirming Allah is in a direction. So the Shaykh is responding to that as the people have responded. He said, what, if you, what you mean by direction is a direction within the creation, then we deny that for Allah. We deny that he's in a direction within the, meaning within the creation. He's not within the creation. Then he said, bringing the second possible meaning, and if what is meant by it is that he is exalted and above all of the creation, then this is something confirmed for Allah, the mighty and majestic. So Allah is indeed exalted and high above the heavens. So the term al-jiha, direction, is neither affirmed nor denied directly in text. 
Neither in the book of not in the book of Allah. In the book of Allah, the term direction for Allah is not affirmed and not denied. However, it can be spoken of with the previous details. I mean, what he has just mentioned here. When these people say, when, when we, the people of the Sunnah say, we affirm that Allah will be seen. They say, are you affirming then that Allah is in a direction? Then they bring the question up. Then the answer is, if what you mean by direction is that Allah is within his creation, mean a direction within the creation, then that is denied for Allah. He's not within his creation. But if you mean by that, secondly, that Allah is above, above the heavens, then we certainly affirm that. And just a point here, something that we had, those of us who were here, when we did Shaykh Ibn Rahimahullah's abridgment of Al-Hamawiyyah, Talqis Al-Hamawiyyah, of Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, he mentioned a point right near the beginning, which was that the people of the Sunnah, in affirming Allah's attributes, that they affirm for Allah whatever Allah is important principle. That whatever we affirm for Allah, whatever attribute he affirmed for himself, or we deny for Allah whatever he denied for him, negated for himself. Or the first principle being we affirm whatever he or his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa affirmed. Secondly, the second principle that we deny or negate whatever he negated for himself or the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa negated for him. Then the third point, which is what applies here, he said, thirdly, where there is something that is not denied in text, nor is it affirmed in text, <coughs> from those things which the people disagree about, such as the term the bod- a body, al-jism, and al-hiz, being at a place, and al-jiha, what applies here, and being in a direction, and the like of that, then their way, meaning the way of the people of the Sunnah, is at tawakkuf, to withhold, to stop and withhold, with regard to its wording. So they don't affirm its wording, and they don't deny it, since that is not reported, meaning these new, these new terms that people brought up, then we don't affirm the wording, because it does, it's not affirmed in text. We don't deny the wording because it's not denied in text. Then he said, and as for its meaning, then we ask for the detail of what is meant by it. And if we find that what is meant by it is something futile and false, something which Allah is declared free of, then we reject it. And if what is meant by it is something true, something which is not prohibited for Allah, then we accept it. This is their way, and this is the obligatory way. And then Sheikh Muthimin, later on in the book, page 45, he actually goes into the matter of al-jiha. He mentions that later people, they brought this term up, al-jiha, direction, and he deals with it in this way. If what they mean by that is a direction within the creation, then we, we deny that. Allah. Allah is not within his creation. We know from authentic, te- authentic texts, He's not within his creation. If what they mean by that is Allah is above, above the heavens, then we affirm that. So back to what Shaykh al-Fawzan brings. Then he said, he moves on to the second half of the point. That we affirm that Allah will be seen by the believers in paradise. 
without their encompassing him and without saying how. Sheikh Fawzan said, They cannot encompass Allah, the mighty and majestic. They will see him, he the perfect, but not encompass him. I mean, not grasp him and surround and encompass him with their seeing. And Allah is azim. Allah is tremendous. It is not possible that he can be encompassed. And he gives evidence for this. He said, he the perfect said, وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِهِ عِلْمًا Surah Taha, the 20th Surah, Ayah 110. And they do not encompass him in knowledge. They do not encompass him, mean Allah, in knowledge. They cannot, cannot encompass him in knowledge. And he quotes a second ayah. He said, he, the majestic and most high said, لَا تُدْرِكُهُ الْأَبْصَارِ Surah Al-An'am, the sixth surah, ayah 103. Meaning, sight cannot grasp him. Sheikh Fawzan said, meaning, sight cannot encompass him. It doesn't mean that he cannot be seen. Let's point this ayah here from Surah Al-An'am. La tudrikuhul absar, that sight cannot grasp him. Sheikh said, meaning, cannot encompass him. It doesn't mean he will not be seen. Then he said, because Allah the Perfect and Most High did not say, La tarahul absar. He didn't say, sight will not see him. He didn't say that in the ayah. Rather he said, La tudrikuhul absar. Sight will not grasp him. Shaykh Fawzan said, so reaching and grasping is something, and a ru'ya, seeing, is something else. So sight will see him, he the perfect but not encompass him. So this contains a refutation of those who seek to use this ayah as a proof to deny our ru'ya, to deny that Allah will be seen. Those who say that seeing Allah is not possible. Saying because Allah said, لَا تُدْرِكُهُ الْأَبْصَارِ Sight does not encompass him. Means some of the people of innovation, they say we deny that Allah will be seen, and they say it's not possible that Allah will can be seen, and they say this is our evidence, this ayah. Sight does not encompass him. Sheikh Fawzan said, So we say to them, You do not know the meaning of La Tudrikuhul Absar. Wahua Yudrikul Absar completion of the eye that sight does not encompass him rather he encompasses all sight the sheikh said so the ayah la tudrikuhul absar wa huwa yudrikul absar that sight does not encompass him rather he encompasses sight all sight its meaning is he will not be encompassed by that it doesn't mean he won't be seen and he, the perfect, did not say, La tarahul absar, that sight will not see him. I mean, people won't see him. He didn't say that. 
Then he said, and they also use as evidence, I mean those who deny the ru'ya, deny that Allah will be seen, they also try and use as evidence, saying that Musa alayhi salam said, Rabbi arini anzur ilayk, qala lan tarani. Surah Al-A'raf, the seventh surah, ayah 143. That Musa salam said, O oh my Lord, show me yourself. Let me look upon you. So he said, you will not see me. So they use this as another proof to say, Allah cannot be seen. The Shaykh said, they say this is a proof negating Ar-Ru'ya, seeing Allah. So we say to them, this refers to this world. Because Musa asked for that in this world. And no one will see Allah in this world. Neither any prophet nor anyone else. But as for in the hereafter, then the believers will certainly see their Lord. And the conditions in this world are not the same as the conditions of the hereafter. So the people in this world are weak in their bodies and weak in their senses. They are not able to see Allah the mighty and majestic. But as for in the hereafter, then Allah will give them the ability by which they will be able to see their Lord, the majestic and most high. He will give this as an honor for them. Sheikh said, and so therefore Musa asked his Lord in this ayah, Qala lan tarani, or rather when Musa asked his Lord in the ayah, he said, Qala lan tarani, walakin indur ilal jabali, fa in istakarra makanahu fa sawfa tarani, falamma tajalla rabbuhu, lil jabali ja'alahu dakka. Surah Al-A'raf, the seventh surah, ayah 143. He said, when Musa asked his Lord in this ayah, he said, you will not see me. However, look at the mountain and if it remains in its place, then you shall see me. So when he, when his Lord manifested himself to the mountain he caused it to shatter to dust Sheikh al-Fawzan said when Allah manifested himself manifested something from his light to the mountain it shattered Sheikh al-Fawzan said the mountain shattered and turned to dust and the mountain is inanimate and solid so how about the created being who is composed of flesh and blood and bones. He is not able to see Allah in the world. When Allah manifested himself, when Allah manifested something from himself to the mountain, it shattered. And it's, mount, it's a solid mountain, inanimate solid mountain. It shattered. So how about a human made of flesh and bones and blood? Such a person is not able to see Allah in this world. 
Then Sheikh Fawzan said, and this question that Musa asked to see Allah, the fact that he asked the question is a proof that it is possible to see him. It's permissible to see him and possible to see him. Because Musa would not ask his Lord for anything which is not permissible. So rather he asked him for something which is permissible. But it will not occur in this world. So therefore Allah the Perfect said, Lan tarani, you will not see me. And he did not say, Inni la ura. He didn't reply, I cannot be seen. He said, Lan tarani, you will not see me. Meaning in this world, you will not see me. So then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, Fallahu yura fil akhirah. So Allah will indeed be seen in the hereafter. And then in a footnote they mention an evidence for this. Another evidence for the fact that Allah will be seen in the hereafter. And it's a hadith of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu an, who said, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Jannatani min fiddah aniyatuhuma wa ma fihima wa jannatani min dhahab آنيتهما وما فيهما وما وما بين القوم وبين أن ينظروا إلى ربهم إلا رداء الكبر على وجهه في جنة عدن. From Abu Musa al-Ash'ari رضي الله عنه who said Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said there will be two gardens containing silver their utensils and whatever they contain. And two gardens of gold, their utensils and whatever they contain. And nothing will be between the people in the eternal garden and their looking upon their Lord, except the cloak of rightful pride upon his face. Reported by Al-Bukhari in the book of Tafsir, Hadith 4878 and 4880. And reported by Muslim in the book of Iman. Then back to what Shaykh Al-Fawzan said in the main explanation. He said, so Allah will indeed be seen in the hereafter. And those who have the most right to this seeing are the prophets. The prophets. Then he moves on to the last phrase. And we do not say how, how this will be. Shaykh Fawzan said, meaning, it is not to be said, how will they see Allah? Kayfayaran Allah. How will they see Allah? This is not to be said. Because this is just like the rest of the attributes of Allah, the mighty and majestic. We do not know how they are. So we have iman in them. We, tru- we believe in them. And we know their meaning. And we affirm them. However, the kafiya, the how, how they are, is unknown. We do not know it. So Allah knows better about that. He, the perfect. Then, the next point that Tahawi brings continues. كَمَا نَطَقَ بِهِ كِتَابُ رَبِّنَا وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاضِرَةٌ just as is stated 
by the book of our Lord. He quotes the two ayahs from Surah Al-Qiyamah. 75th Surah, ayahs 22 to 23, with the explanation, on that day, some faces will be radiant, shining, looking at their Lord. Sheikh Fawzan said, this clearly states that it is looking upon Allah with sight. Since the term for looking is used with illa, is used with the particle towards. So its meaning is looking with sight. Then he said, Whereas the Mu'tazila, they say, Ila Rabbiha, Ila, they say, here it's a plural, this particle, towards, they say, here it's a plural, and it means blessings. So they say, these deniers of Mu'tazila, they say, it means they will be looking at the blessings of their Lord. And this is foolish delusion, which people of intellect would laugh at. Since a particle doesn't become plural. A simple simple point of the Arabic language. This term illa in, a, in the Arabic language, towards, is a particle, meaning towards. Particles don't take the plural. They don't become plural. So these mu'tazila, this foolishness they're saying here. That illa, here it's a plural. And it means blessings. So it means the believers will be looking at the blessings granted by their Lord. This is foolishness, absolute foolishness. Then with regard to the next point, At-Tahawi said, continued, وَتَفْسِيرُهُ عَلَى مَا أَرَادَهُ عَلَى مَا أَرَادَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى وَعَلِمَهُ And its explanation is, as Allah the Most High wanted and knew. Shaykh Fawzan said, meaning the explanation of Ila Rabbiha Nadira, the ayah from Surah Al Qiyamah, ayah 23. I mean, the explanation of this ayah, looking upon their Lord. <coughs> meaning, just, its explanation is just as Allah the Mighty and Majestic wanted. And that is, that it means seeing with sight. He will be seen with sight. Its explanation is not as the innovators want. I mean, just because they want it to mean that, it's not going to mean that. And the next point, that again, these points all continue. At-Tahawi mentions, وَكُلُّ مَا جَاءَ فِي ذَلِكَ مِنَ الْحَدِيثِ الصَّحِيحِ عَنِ الرَّسُولِ صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم فهو كما قال. And every authentic hadith reported from the messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam May Allah extol him And his true followers And grant him Perfect peace and security Then It is just as he said Shaykh Fawzan said Meaning Everything reported from the messenger Alayhi salatu wassalam Affirming That Allah will be seen The ru'ya Affirming that the believers will see Allah then it is true upon its haqiqah, upon its reality. 
just like what is occurs in the Quran, just the same as what occurs in the Quran. It is obligatory that we have iman in it, because it is the speech of the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which is wahi, which is revelation from Allah. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَىٰ Surah Al-Najm, the 53rd Surah, Ayahs 3 and 4. With the explanation, and he, the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa does not speak from his own desires. It is just revelation inspired. Shaykh Al-Fawzan said, and it means the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that which he said, it is called Al-Wahi Al-Thani. It is called the second revelation. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa informed in many ahadith which are mutawatir, reported by huge numbers of people. He stated that the believers will see their Lord on the day of resurrection. So therefore it is obligatory to have iman in that without tahrif, without altering the meaning. And without ta'atil, without negating, and without tamthil, without likening him to his creation, and without takif, without saying how. And finally, we'll take the point, point number 62, which continues وَمَعَنَاهُ عَلَى مَا أَرَادُ And its meaning is as he intended. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, meaning, as the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, intended. I mean, the meaning is just as he intended when he said it. Not as, the, as those innovators and deviants intended. I mean, the meaning of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, statement that the believers will see their Lord, his meaning is what he stated, as he intended. They will indeed see Allah. Not as the deviants try and twist it away. So then the points, onward the points continue, and we leave the rest of the points till next time, inshaAllah. We'll just bring in here, at this point, Shaykh al-Albani, rahimahullah, he makes a fairly small point. On this point here, he said, You should know that the ahadith reported affirming the believers seeing their Lord on the day of resurrection are very many to the extent that they reach the level of being mutawatir as has been clearly stated by a group of the imams from them the explainer meaning Ibn Abul Iz he said as well these hadith are so many they reach the level of being mutawatir and he mentioned some of them and then he said so here, Shaykh al-Bani quotes Ibn Abul Iz in his larger explanation of Al-Tahawi. He said, that he said, The ahadith about Ar-Ru'ya, about seeing Allah, are reported by around 30 companions. About 30 companions report this from the Prophet ﷺ. And whoever acquires comprehensive knowledge of them will state with certainty that the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, definitely said it. And if I had not put it upon myself to write this book in abridged form, then I would quote more of the ahadith here. Shaykh al-Bani said, and then he said, 
Now he refers to the hadith that we had last week that the believers will certainly see Allah just as they see the moon. He said, the declaration that seeing Allah the Most High will be like seeing the sun and the moon is not tashbih of Allah. It's not causing Allah to resemble his creation. Rather, it is a statement that the act of seeing is like that act of seeing. Not that the one seen is like the thing which is seen. I mean that it's, it's a statement that the believers, just as they see the sun and the moon, then likewise they will see Allah. It doesn't mean that Allah will is any, in any way like the sun and the moon. It doesn't mean that. Then he said, However, it does contain an evidence that Allah is above his creation. He is above and on the day of judgment he will be above. He will be above. Since can any seeing be comprehended without facing? The believers will see Allah from above. Allah will be above when they see him. And as for those people who say, he will be seen, but not in a direction. Then this person should look back and check his own intellect. Because either he's opposing obstinately his correct intellect, or his intellect has got something wrong with it. Or otherwise, a person saying, that he will be seen, but he's not. he will not be in front, he will not be behind, he will not be to the right, he will not be to the left, he will not be above and he will not be below, then this is not correct. This cannot be correct in the intellect. Anyone who, hears, anyone who hears this, whose nature is sound, then he will reject it. This saying is false and futile. They're, saying, they're refusing to affirm that Allah will be seen and Allah will be above. Then Shaykh al-Albani said, I say, and as for his, he the Most High being seen in this world, then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in the authentic hadith that none of us will see him until he dies. Hadith the brother mentioned. The hadith reported by Muslim. And as for him sallallahu alayhi wasallam, as for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and there is nothing reported to affirm that he even saw his Lord. Nothing that can establish proof. Indeed, there is something authentic from him which indicates a denial of this. A denial that even the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam saw Allah, because because when he was asked when he was asked about this, he said, "Nurun anna arahu, light. How could I see him? I mean, when the Someone from the companions asked the Prophet ﷺ about the night journey when he was taken through the heavens. They asked, did you see your Lord? So he said, Nurun anna arahu. Light, how could I see him? And then Shaykh al-Bani finished by saying, and along with this, the noble lady Aisha radiallahu anha, she clearly denied this. She clearly denied that the Prophet ﷺ saw his Lord as occurs in the two Sahihs. 
And that is the basic principle which we cling to. Walhamdulillah wa sallallahu ala Muhammad.